few new ones do we have yesterday? That's a good amount. In the U.S. Oh, this is this is total privilege. Like, so that's me, Esther Chu, MD, MPH. I'm leaving one of my shifts from the emergency room at Oregon Health and Science University. I'm usually pretty tired at the end of the shift, but I also am super chatty, kind of like when you get drunk. But in my case, I'm just super, super tired. Right now, our healthcare and medical industries are really feeling the pressure of the COVID-19 outbreak. I'm definitely feeling that pressure every hour of every day. And with that pressure comes a lot of stuff inside to unpack at the end of my day. So one of my good friends suggested that I start recording these thoughts. I think there'll be an aspect of just getting out my stress in addition to being able to look back and understand um, what was happening on a day-to-day basis over the course of this crisis. This show is mostly going to be me just talking to my iPhone after I walk out of the hospital from an ER shift. I'm not going to try to make it smooth or slick or super sophisticated. It'll be completely me, just raw, often tired, often emotional, but just everything that is top of mind for me on a day-to-day basis. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Doctor's Log, March 30th, 3 p.m. So what am I thinking about today? I'm thinking about another friend of mine who got hospitalized with COVID-19 today. This is not my first friend to be hospitalized. I've now had 10 healthcare colleagues diagnosed with COVID-19, and three of them have gone into the hospital. This one was particularly rough just because I have a funny feeling that she's pretty darn sick and I'm extremely worried about her. You know, we've all had these conversations about who's next and who's going to get really sick. It's something that we do in healthcare. We speak from the side of health and from the side of being the care providers and we look over to the side of illness And part of us psychologically thinks that we don't belong on that side. We belong on the caregiver side. As if caring for people and understanding disease makes us immune to it. Of course, even before COVID, we're used to having some colleagues slip over into the side of illness. And we talk about how strange it is to be a patient or to have a family member be a patient and how much insight it gives us into being in the role of a patient. And and it, it sometimes makes us feel more compassionate or try to deliver care with more empathy. But the strange thing with COVID-19 is that it's affecting healthcare workers disproportionately. And so it's like things are flipped inside out. Now that we're into the second month of having COVID in the country. I have friends at every stage of illness. Um, So today I walked down to the ER to see one of my friends who's on the other end who came through the illness and is in recovery and was well enough to come back to work. And then I have this friend who is on the front end of the disease and her symptoms got severe enough that she's hospitalized. And I have to admit there's a lot of guilt involved, like I'm here in Portland, Oregon. We haven't had our peak yet. Our peak is projected to be nothing like what they're seeing in New York City. 
I'm guilty that even though I've been in the ER taking care of likely COVID positive patients, I'm healthy, knock on wood. I feel guilty that there are holes in my advocacy that I, I haven't talked a lot about trying to protect my colleagues who are out there in the workforce who have high-risk health conditions or who are older or who are single parents. And I, I wonder if I should have spoken up more for those things. I was texting back and forth with my friend Dara. Um, she's in New York City, and she's one of my friends who's on the recovery end of COVID-19. But we were wondering whether we'll make it through this crisis without losing somebody since we know so many people who work in emergency medicine. You know, our field is a pretty smallish one after working in so many places in Boston and Connecticut, Rhode Island, San Francisco, and Portland, Oregon, Um, and especially after being in a lot of these online support networks for emergency physicians, I feel that I have such a big and close network in my specialty. I mean, these are my people. And anyway, I was texting Dara and I asked, what are the chances that we're going to make it through this without losing someone really close to us? And I said, there's a chance. Maybe we'll be lucky. And she said, she's much more blunt and honest than I am. And she said, there's zero chance. You know, there's zero chance. March 30th, 9 p.m. I'm the mother of four, ranging in age from four to 12. Two of my kids have asthma that's usually set off by some sort of viral illness. So I'm definitely very conscious of the risks of having me in the emergency department in this time. Most of my colleagues have started to develop these elaborate routines to try to minimize our chance of picking up virus and bringing it home to our families. So the things I do are to trim my nails short, take off my wedding engagement rings, I tie my hair up really tight, and I put on my clean hospital clothes and also bring a change of clothes. Of course, during my shift, I'm optimizing my PPE or my personal protective equipment as much as possible. And then when I'm done with my shift, I uh, take all of my dirty clothes, put them in a plastic bag, change into my extra set of clothes, I wash my arms up to my elbows and then change my shoes and leave my hospital shoes in my office. Then when I get home, I don't let my kids touch me. And uh, that sometimes means for my four-year-old that I have to run away from her down the hallway, which she thinks is hilarious. But I try to fend off any hugs. I go into the bathroom and lock the door, um, take a shower, and then change my clothes again. Um, And I take both of those sets of clothing and put them into the washing machine and run it under hot water. And somehow all of that still leaves me feeling kind of contaminated and dirty. I think there'll be a time when I've seen too many COVID-19 positive patients and decide that I may have to spend some time at work on my cot just to separate a little bit from my kids. I have lots more to say about the disease course and waiting for the tsunami to hit. But for now, I will sign off.
I hope you all stay home and stay safe. This podcast is from Pineapple Street Studios and The Meteor. It's produced by Janelle Anderson and Jenna Weiss-Berman. The executive producer from The Meteor is Cindy Levy, and the executive producers from Pineapple are Max Linsky and Jenna Weiss-Berman. My thoughts and opinions, to be clear, don't represent Oregon Health and Science University, although I am a very proud member of that institution. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with another Doctor's Log.